Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Tom Brady engineers the second greatest comeback in Bucks history. They're down 17 points. They win the game 38-31. to Big play by Ndamukong Sue at the end of the first half to cause a fumble to help turn that game around. And the Bucks now 3-1 with a lot of injuries headed to Chicago for a Thursday night football game. We'll break all of that down with Eduardo Encina in just a minute. Also, uh, the Tampa Bay Rays begin... Their American League Divisional Playoff Series against the Yankees tonight. Snozilla is on the mound, Eduardo's friend. And uh, we'll also talk about uh, that series coming up. And, uh, folks, remember, uh, take a look at our sponsors. Go help these folks out at Old Northeast Jewelers. They're located at 1131 4th Street North in St. Petersburg. Now, they got the Grand Seiko. It's described as the pure essentials of watchmaking elevated to the level of art, this is not your grandfather's Seiko. It's Grand Seiko. It's the ultimate in timekeeping, the ultimate in style, and the ultimate in collectability. If you say Rick Stroud sent you, they will give you one extra year warranty on your purchase. That's Old Northeast Jewelers, located at 1131 4th Street North in St. Pete. All right, Eduardo Encina joins me now. And Eduardo, we just watched... A piece of, uh, I guess, Buccaneers history. For one thing, there were fans uh, here today, not that many, at Raymond James Stadium. It was some 6,000 or so. Um, you had a chance to talk to a few of those. You can check that out on TampaBay.com and in the Tampa Bay Times on 1A, I believe. But um, but this was a game that, that almost in any other season the Bucks would have lost. They get down 24-7 to uh, against really a, an outstanding rookie quarterback in Justin Herbert who played very, very well. The defense, which we bragged about the, the first three weeks of the season, simply got off to a horrible start. They gave up big play after big play. And yet Tom Brady is the reason why you have belief in this football team, and they certainly had belief in him today. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, this this game did also start with a pick six too, right, that, that Brady threw. And uh, I think, you know, early on we're talking about, man, that's the second pick six he's thrown this year. What, what's up with that? But – um. Like you said, seven, uh, I mean, five touchdown passes uh, for Brady. This is his seventh career game where he had at least 300 passing yards and uh, five touchdowns. Uh, that's tied for uh, second most in NFL history, along with Peyton Manning. Drew Brees has nine of those. So, I mean, obviously, we're, we're talking about the greatest, right? And so, um, but it, it was interesting because I think for one of the first times that, you know, Brady really kind of put put this team on the bat, on his back on offense and, um, you know, we, we saw him hit a lot of different guys, a lot of different receivers. And, you know, in the meantime, we saw a lot of guys get banged up. You know, uh, you know, O.J. Howard, you know, could be gone for this, very likely gone for the season. Um, you know, we saw two running backs get injured, left only two running backs uh, healthy and in a uniform. Uh, Mike Evans played throughout the game with a, a, a ankle injury that he had in the first quarter. So, um, you know, moving on in a short week here, you know, this is, I think that's what – It'll be interesting to, to see moving forward here is how these guys kind of, you know, uh, you know, rebound from from some of these injuries on a short week. But this is a good win. I mean, this is um, 
I think this Chargers team is a pretty good team, you know. And like you said, Justin Herbert's a, you know, we're seeing this guy, uh, you know, kind of blossom before our eyes as a really good quarterback. Um, and uh, you know, it's uh, we got the Bucks are three and one. You know, you got to be happy about that if you're a Bucks fan. Uh, only ninth time in franchise history that's happened. Uh, first time since since 2011. Um, so you know, I, I think they're going in the right direction. And you know, now we're going to start entering this little uh, you know wave of games that are kind of kind of break up the monotony a little bit. You know, Thursday night, some night games, a trip to Vegas, trip to New York on Monday night, um, and, and we'll, we'll we'll start really seeing. Uh, you know, what these guys are made of three and one football team uh you mentioned uh herbert i would just say i, I didn't realize that the numbers are what they are i mean he was 20 of 25 he only missed uh five throws of course one of those was a game ceiling interception by carlton davis um, who also had had a couple big penalties during a drive including a pass interference so he atoned for that and that came the interception came with about two minutes and 20 seconds or so remaining in the game to seal it but uh, lots of heroes in this football game, uh, Eduardo. I mean, Ronald Jones started the game, of course, at running back. No Leonard Fournette. Um, LaShawn McCoy goes out fairly early with an ankle injury. You've got Keyshawn Vaughn, who uh, had not had a single carry this season, had, had really been inactive a, a, a time or two and, and was just sort of limited to special teams. Um, and so, I mean, this this was a beat-up football team. You know, Mike Evans turns his ankle. Um, he has to fight to come back into the football game. Scotty Miller's playing on kind of a, a, a tender, um, I guess it would be, uh, was it is groin, I guess, injury. Yeah, as much as anything, or hip, hip or groin. Uh, and so Justin Watson had to step up as well. And then, of course, O.J. Howard, which is a tragic loss for them because the guy was really playing great football. Third year in a row, his season has been cut short. This time, as short as it's ever been. But he had three catches for 50 yards, including a big 28-yarder for a touchdown. Um, so, so many injuries, and yet, uh, you know, Brady was able to sort of steady the things. And the defense, I thought, played much better in the second half. They got some three and outs, and of course, they got the big turnover to end the game. But this did this did not look like a, the Bucks defense that we have seen the first two or three weeks, and. And yet the game changed on one play, in my opinion. The momentum changed. Look, the Chargers are going to run out the clock. There's there's less than, what, 40 seconds to go in the first half. The Bucks only have one timeout. They're backed up to their nine-yard line, but they hand the ball off, and Indomitian Sioux causes a fumble. That changed everything. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the the, de- the difference between this defense and maybe the one last year is that, you know, for some somehow they kind of find a way to get take takeaways at the right time. And, you know, obviously it takes the Chargers, like, wanting to run plays in the, you know, within the, the half's last minute when they had total momentum of the game. But, yeah, Rick, I think that, you know, that was obviously a really huge play with, uh, with Sue getting that fumble, you know, it's kind of you're still kind of curious as to you know why the why the Chargers would uh, try to run some plays so far back with so little time left and completely controlling the game, but uh, I mean that's what happens sometimes in games that uh, you know that little things like that totally turn momentum because this game was uh, seemed like it was entirely Chargers uh, for that first half and and just something like that almost you know tipped the curve and, and that's all you really needed to give Brady a chance in this one. Yeah, and and you know I look the Chargers are not. Right now, a great football team. I mean, they came in here missing two offensive linemen. Um, obviously, their starting quarterback, although we mentioned Herbert played phenomenal. And, and Bruce Terrian said after the game that he told Anthony Lynn he thinks he has a special player. There was one play 
where he dropped back and kept dropping back and took quite a hit, but threw like a, a 53-yard bomb um, on the screws, very Patrick Mahomes-like, as as Arian said. Um, and, you know, they also um, lost Eckler, one of their, their starting running back. I mean, they had injuries during the game. That was a factor. The thing that impressed me was that the Bucks. You know, in years past, there's no doubt they would have lost this game. They would have lost this game last year. And and I think, you know, there was about 30 minutes there. And John Romano wrote about this in the Tampa Bay Times between the, the time that Brady threw the touchdown in the back of the end zone to Evans until really the end of the game where he was about as perfect a quarterback as he could be. I mean, he barely missed a throw. And one of the things that they were able to do, you know, up to that point, I think he was averaging like three and a half yards of completion and everybody was thinking, well, this is who he is now, right? But then all of a sudden the deep shots started coming and he was on the screws with all of them, you know, whether it was to, you know, the two play drive to Scotty Miller, um, you know, uh, throwing the ball deep to Mike Evans and let him go up and make plays. I mean, that, that became really, um, I thought was the most impressive thing of the day is that is that Brady started clicking down the field with his receivers in this offense, which everybody has kind of wondered where are the where are the explosive plays. Well, he threw five touchdown passes, and you know he threw it to five different receivers. So, you know, even though they haven't done it for sixty minutes, and we're still waiting, you know, for obviously the, both the offense and the defense to come together, but we're, we haven't seen this offense play well for a full sixty minutes. No, you're right, and you know, considering what the you know, conditions were today where there was, you know, a lot of rain. It was, yeah. it, it was a probably a pretty soggy field. We saw the tarp on there pretty late, but still, um, you know, there, there was a, a good amount of rain that had fallen here. Um, and like you said, we haven't seen, we, we've seen Tom throw the deep ball, but we have seen him be really judicious in when he's going yeah. to that deep ball. You know, most of the time it's within that, you know, intermediate range or even underneath, but um, today, you kind of, you know, that, that, that two play drive, like you mentioned, a Scotty Miller, that was bang, bang, you know, and, um, you know, he wasn't afraid to, to go deep and let his guys go get it. You know, it's funny cause you know, we, we, we talked about Scotty Miller and we've talked to him about like, you know, is he this Edelman 2.0 clone or this, you know, guy underneath the safety valve kind of guy, but man, like on plays like that, you know, and, and obviously he's getting some of these opportunities of Chris Godwin out, but, um, he's getting the opportunity to stretch the field. And I think that's. One of, the, one of the big things with him that, you know, you're going to see. And that, you know, Brady's obviously trusting him. He calls him Scooter. He loves him. It feels like he's, you know, his, his big brother right now at this point. But, um, you know, it, it's interesting to, to, to see all of that. And, um, you know, it, like you said, the big thing is, so they had a really great second half today, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the past three games, we saw them have really good first halves and then kind of, you know, sputter in that second half. So we're still kind of waiting for that 60 minutes of, of, of productive offensive football to be played. And, you know, if they get that going over the next few weeks, I mean, this team's going to be I – mean, I really think this team's going to be pretty dangerous. Another great sign, and I – look, I, I've been you know, not sold on Ronald Jones for since he got here. I mean, he had a terrible rookie year, and so you chalk that up to the fact that he was a 21-year-old when he arrived and things just didn't click for him. And last year he showed some signs, but still – has not rushed for a thousand yards. Was about a three point eight per yard carry guy. Look today, he knew he was going to have to carry the bulk of the load because Leonard Fournette was out, and and they may get Fournette back, um, you know, by Thursday. But this was going to be Ronald Jones's game, and I was really anxious to see sort of like what he would do with the fact that he was going to be the bell cow, you know, and this was an opportunity for him. 
20 carries for a career high, 111 yards, a, a five point what six yard average, including a 23 yarder uh, burst. And it was Ronald Jones' ability to to make yards after contact, I thought, today, and run through some holes as well, but really get a lot on his own that forced, you know, sort, sort of forced the Chargers into coming downhill with their linebackers. And that's what set up, according to Bruce Arians, the play-action passing. So in many ways, not just 111 yards on the ground, but his ability to do that consistently is what gave Brady those shots in the second half. And we haven't seen that, you know what I mean? That, that's something that we just are really starting to see this week. And we know how good Tom Brady is in the, with the play action. And, you know, man, when, 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 when you see Ronald Jones consistently get those kind of games, you know, he doesn't need to break these huge big things. But if he's getting, you know, substantial gains that are moving the chains, um, you know, like you said, that, that opens up the, the play action game. And, and I think that's a big reason why you saw Brady be able to go uh, you know, downfield with a lot of these plays. So um, it was obviously a big game for Ronald Jones. I think, you know, we've seen those flashes, right? We've seen the flashes of him breaking a big run, making a big catch. You know, he's obviously, you know, very dynamic in, in his ability to, to, to run hard and, and on occasion make tacklers miss. Um, but we, we haven't really seen too much of the complete game uh, we, we saw flashes of today. You know, this is only his second 100-yard rushing game. Um, so, again, we're starting to see this this offense kind of round into, uh, you know, a little bit more comfort, a little bit more balance. And, um, you know, I, I think that, that that's a good thing to see. You know, I think you saw the defense take a little bit of a step back today, but you saw the offense take a big leap forward. Yeah, they picked them up, and that's what good teams do. You know, this was not going to be the defense's day, especially early on. But then when they needed to, they got the stops to get the ball back to their offense. And, again, that's part of the belief in Brady. We talked to Carlton Davis who said, hey, when you're on the sidelines and you're watching this guy, he brings you energy. He wants you to go out there and get stops. They were able to do that in the second half. Another guy uh, that you talked to uh, after the game, um, and uh, nobody knew exactly what his role was going to be in this one. He didn't carry the ball very much, just three times for four yards. Made what turned out to be the game-winning touchdown reception um and it was, you know, in the goal line where they needed a hero. Uh, and Brady trusted Keyshawn Vaughn enough to flip one out to him, and he breaks a tackle um, for a touchdown, and it proves to be the winning points in the game. What did Keyshawn Vaughn tell you? And, and, and you know, Bruce Arians to that point said a few weeks ago he, he had to kind of lift his spirits a little that he really didn't feel like he was – having much of a, of a role on this team at all. Right. And so, you know, just rewinding a little bit back to April when, you know, when the Bucks draft him in the third round, you know, this was before they signed Shady McCoy. This was before they signed Leonard Fournette. So, you know, from day one, you know, Keyshawn Vaughn thought he was going to be a big part of this. I mean, there were people who were thinking, oh, is he going to beat out Ronald Jones for the starting tailback job? Mm-hmm. Obviously, things didn't work out that way. And all of a sudden, he enters this season where he's kind of, you know, buried on the depth chart. You know, and you know, like you said, uh, you know, asked Arians after the game, he kind of told us the story about how he had to kind of, you know, tell him, you know, listen, you know, you may be down now, but you've always got to be ready. And with some of the injuries, he did get some more reps with that, the first team in practice. And it is amazing to think that, you know, with the game on the line, that Tom Brady would go to a guy who didn't touch the ball in a game yet on offense um, in, in such a big moment. But I think that, you know, he did start to earn some trust, even in even in a week of getting expanded reps. You know, uh, Keyshawn said that he, he felt really good about 
being able to, to, to utilize those reps. He knows that his opportunities aren't going to be – he's not going to have this tremendous amount of opportunities with the way this running back mix is. And, you know, I asked him, uh, you know, when you get that ball in the flat around the six-yard line and you've got to beat a couple guys to the pylon, you know, are you going to get denied when you know that you're not going to get so many, how many of these – of these opportunities he said I was going to be denied because yeah, I know that, that these opportunities don't come along very well. And, you know, it, it also, um, he also said that, you know, it also helps that, you know, you're getting a pass from the goat himself and you don't really want to let him down. So, you know, he's keeping that touchdown ball, his first NFL touchdown and um, his fraud, his first uh, NFL reception. And uh, he's going to keep that, probably get it framed. And that's a pretty memorable, uh, memorable day for a, a guy who, you know, we know that in the course of a football season, you need so many different guys, right? Your depth is tested so much. And, you know, no doubt, you know, they're going to need Keyshawn Vaughn. You know, they needed him today, and they're going to need him down the stretch. So um, you need those kind of guys to build confidence, to get reps, and to have the trust of their quarterback. And, uh, you know, that, that's even though, like, it's one kind of slice of a big picture, I think that's huge in terms of, of getting this kid, uh, you know, that that kind of confidence and that kind of, you know, the experience moving forward here. You talk about using your whole roster, and we started this season with the deepest position was probably tight end. I mean, they, they made the trade for Rob Gronkowski. That knocked everybody down the depth chart a little bit. O.J. Howard uh, has been playing uh, probably the second most uh, snaps and, and, and doing really well until he injured his Achilles today. And just tragic for him, three years, uh, three out of four years now, his season has ended early, never this early. Um, but nonetheless, they, they got his fifth-year option. He'll be back next season but now all of a sudden you're gonna have to test that depth at tight end Cameron Brait who had played barely any on offense had not had a catch he started the game um, with his first catch which turned out to be a three-yard touchdown well now with with Gronkowski uh, getting the bulk and OJ out uh, you also have Anthony Claire that's been on injured in the injured list um, Tanner Hudson not much of a blocker but they're going to need Cam Brait now to be their number two tight end and to, and to be a big part of this passing game again. Yeah, and, and you know, it, it's interesting because when you look at some of the formations that the teams run early on, you know, they run a lot of that two tight end set with Gronk and O.J. Howard together mm-hmm. and a bunch of receiver over there too. And so you've got three guys who are running patterns, a couple guys underneath, and you can kind of stretch out the field with the, you know, whoever you have, whether it's Godwin or Scotty Miller or whatever. So, um, you know, you have those threats. You know, obviously – you know, OJ is a great receiver and he's a great blocker too, right? But you know, he's he has you know everyone talks when everyone talks about OJ, they say you know he's not really a tight end because he he runs like a wide receiver. So I think the big question is going to be, you know, do you have the availability to stretch the field with those guys, yeah. aka Gronk, Cameron Bray? You know, Cameron Bray's more of a kind of a red zone kind of you know that's where he kind of lives. Mm-hmm. You know, we really haven't seen Gronk stretch the field like. We've seen Gronk do in the past, so um, you know that, that we saw. Remember that that catch that, that uh, OJ Howard made in Denver last week. That I think very few receivers, tight ends, whatever you want to call it, make, and they're really, really going to miss him, um, and they're going to have to figure out a way to replace him. Yeah, I thought Brady was down when he was mentioning OJ. They those two had gotten really close. Had done, yeah, loves juice. Yeah, loves the juice. He loves Scooter too. He also loves. What's the nickname that uh, that uh, Vaughn has? Sneak. sneak, sneak and sneak and scooter and juice and yeah, Shady McCoy. We're starting to get them all down. 
All right. The, so the Bucks now at three and one. The last time they were three and one, it didn't turn out so well. I think this is a different story. However, Josh Freeman was the quarterback. Raheem Morris was in what became his final year as a head coach. They went to London, three and one. They lost there. They wound up. Actually, I think they were four and two when they went to London. But nonetheless, they wound up uh, four and twelve that year. Um, and and Raheem Morris was fired. So totally different year. But they haven't been three and one many times. Um, throughout their franchise history. Now they have a short week, and when you're beat-up football team, a short week is not your friend. Um, the good news is for players who actually like Thursday night games, if you can believe that, they don't have to practice. It's going to be glorified walkthroughs. They're going to get their treatment. There's going to be some long days on the front end, but they get sort of a mini-bye week, um, you know, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and, and, and maybe into next week. So this Bears game – uh, suddenly is a huge one because if the Bucks can get this, you know, the Saints came back and they won at Detroit after being down. So they're, they're maintaining that one-game lead in the NFC South. But Eduardo, a 4-1 and one start is way better than a 3-2 and two start, particularly how they've done it. And winning in Chicago Thursday night is going to be tough, but w- what, a, what, a, what a great thing for them. And then come back and they'll have to play – some like you mentioned earlier, some some odd times, some long trips, uh, Las Vegas, the Giants on a Monday night. Um, but this is as this is as good as I think you could have hoped if you'd have said, "Hey, Tom Brady, new offense, new everything, three and one start going to Chicago." I, I think they're right where they need to be, and yet they still can get a lot better, really, on offense in particular, and on both sides of the ball. Right. I mean, I think when you look at the schedule, I think when we, I think when we even you know dissected it a little bit, you know. Obviously, the big thing was that game one in New Orleans. How are they going to start? Breeze, Brady. But I think after that, you really had to look at this stretch. Like you said, you know, that Thursday night game, those are always tough. Like you said, short weeks, very little time to, to recover. Um, and then you got the Packers at home with, with that extra rest, like you said. And then, again, Vegas, uh, the Giants, uh, those, you know, those night games and, uh, you know, this this I think this is a really interesting part of this this season yeah, yeah. and this schedule where you know they're probably playing pretty good going into it, but this is going to be a really big test for this team. And you know they could conceivably come out of it in a really good situation if they play well. I, I think, like I said, Thursday is going to be so important because mm-hmm. we don't know if, if they. I think if they can come out of that 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 Bears game and win it, knowing how banged up they are. Right. I think, and, and then have ten days. Right. That's such a huge thing because, like you said, you get the rest after that. You can you kind of get get yourself going, and then you're gonna need that for obviously the Packers, who are a really good team yeah. at home here. Um, and obviously, I think I think there'll be twenty five percent capacity, so a little bit more fans than out here at Raymond James than there were today. Um, so, but yeah, I mean, this I, like I said, I think it, like lack of a better term, Rick, I think it's starting to get a little fun now. You know, we're really getting to, to see, you know, what this team is, is made of. And, and this stretch that we're looking at right now, uh, it's going to be really interesting to see uh, see how they do. Yeah, the game against the Packers will be big in a couple of weeks. Now, 10 days, I'll probably get Chris Godwin back for that. Maybe Leonard Fournette even as early as Thursday. We'll see if that happens, but certainly back by Green Bay. And other injuries could happen, too. So um, they're going to have to find a way to, to stay healthy. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com/switch. 
$45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Let's wrap it up talking about the Tampa Bay Rays and your boy, Snellzilla, whatever he calls himself. Um, and Blake Snell will be on the bump looking for some punchies. Is that what, is that what he says? Pun- punchy season, Rick. Those are strikeouts. It's punchy season. So, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, look, they play the Yankees, and, le- and that's the first thing you need to know is that the Yankees are healthy, and they are uh, – obviously there's some bad blood here between these two clubs. So, first of all, what kind of a series do you expect and, and how much – I mean – is this a different Yankee team than than really the Rays have seen this year? Yeah, I mean they're they're a little bit healthier, but you know for the most part, you know the Rays have to feel good. The the one thing that the Rays have never had in the past when they've faced the Yankees in really important games is that they know they can beat them. You know, and and you know last year, a couple of years ago, uh, you know they didn't have very much success against them. And obviously a short schedule, you know, smaller season, smaller sample size, but they've really done well against uh, against the Yankees. And you know I, I'm. I, I'm really excited about this series, Rick, because it's it's the stable against the savages, right? So it's um, you know, you, you know, there's going to be some some really there's going to be more intensity, I think, than maybe we've seen from these teams before, because it's very clear that they do not like each other, and it's very clear that uh, there's nothing more than each team would want than to end the other season. So, uh, you know. You know, I know there, there's a big Red Sox Yankees rivalry, but I really think that this this one is is getting is getting there too because uh, you know it's becoming a point where these are the two teams in the American League East who are kind of becoming the the heavyweights, and it'll be uh, it'll be interesting to see. All right. Well, uh, we'll uh, certainly look forward to it's the Rays tonight against the New York Yankees in that American League divisional playoff series, and of course we'll be uh, at One Buck Place. The Bucks go right to work. They have practice uh, today. We'll have lots of conference calls with the coordinators. Talk to Tom Brady, I think, on uh, Tuesday, I want to say. Um, and we'll have a better idea of uh, just how they came out of this injury-wise as they get prepared to play in Chicago against the Bears on Thursday night football. Hey, folks, remember, um, go see my friends at Old Northeast Jewelers. They're located at 1131 4th Street North in St. Petersburg. They've been there forever, and they got the Grand Seiko. This thing is described as the pure essentials of watchmaking, elevated to the level of art. No kidding. Go see this thing. It's not your grandfather's Seiko. It's Grand Seiko. It's the ultimate in timekeeping, the ultimate in style, and the ultimate in collectability. Just tell them. Me or Steve Versnick sent you, and they'll give you one extra year of warranty on your purchase. That's Old Northeast Jewelers on 1131 4th Street North in St. Pete. For Steve Versnick and Eduardo Encino, I'm Rick Stroud of the Tampa Bay Times. Have a great day, everybody.